Thank you for tuning in. We'll get to your program right after this short word from our sponsor. Balance Virtually provides full-service financial planning services for small businesses, nonprofits, and startups. We can help you manage your monthly reporting, bank and credit card reconciliations, budget and forecasting, payroll services, and much more. To schedule a consultation with a certified public accountant with over 16 years of experience helping people like you, visit balancevirtually.com. Balance Virtually, your locally owned full-service financial planning service company. Hi, this is Yvette Freeman, publisher of The Envoy. If you're a minority or female business owner or creative artist, The Envoy magazine wants to help promote your business. Get listed, get featured, get seen. Visit theenvoyguide.com for more info. Welcome to the Veronica Edwards Show, where we have fun financial conversations that everyone listening can apply to their personal and professional life. I'm your host, Veronica Edwards, and I'm excited to be back another week on my show here on Biz Radio Asheville. And I always like to thank the listeners, my boss here, Matt Matan, the uh, creator and owner of Biz Radio Asheville. And we just want to encourage listeners to continue downloading the podcast so we can reach more streaming platforms. But today I'm super excited for the guest that I have. This is the first time I've ever met a game master. I have to do that voice when I say game master. So today's guest is one of my amazing students and consulting clients from, you know it, Mountain BizWorks. He is the owner of Heart of the Tale, which is an immersive role-playing experience for gaming. He's an experienced game master able to run a wide variety of role-playing games, either in person or over the internet. So I'm really interested to learn more about this emerging business. So without further ado, I would like to welcome today's guest, Mr. Paul Zink. Welcome, Paul. Awesome. Thank you, Veronica. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you for making the time. And we so enjoyed having your wife on the show as well, Mm -hmm. Trish. So thank you guys so much. And, you know, we always start the show off, Paul, with telling listeners about the guests. So, you know, tell us where you're from and how you found yourself in Western North Carolina and also being an entrepreneur. Yeah, sure. Um, well, let's see. I've, I grew up in Western New York, uh, up in the Ni- Niagara Falls area. And, uh, we moved down to Asheville in 96. Oh, and wow. that's when I met my beautiful wife, Trisha. And, um, as far as becoming an entrepreneur, we actually started that in 2012 when we opened Asheville Hair Design for Trisha. And so I think that was really my first taste of, of kind of being a business person, being an entrepreneur, even though I was kind of in the back seat, um, sure. I was still very much along for the ride and, and very much supportive of all the things she was doing. So, um, so it's been, that's been really good as far as giving me some prior experience now mm-hmm. that I've opened this new business for Heart of the Tale. Yeah. And I know, I believe you have told me in the past, you by trade, you're a teacher. Yeah, um, I actually have been, I taught for 17 years. I first taught general education to fifth grade students and uh, did that for three years. And then um, 14 years, for 14 years after that, I was teaching string orchestra. I was teaching students how to play the violin, the viola, the cello, and the upright bass. And uh, really enjoying it, really had a blast. Um, my my last uh, district was over in the Anka district. and mm-hmm. 
they were just absolutely amazing. The staff, the administrators, the kiddos, everybody over there was just absolutely fantastic. So I definitely, when I made that transition to Heart of the Tail, it was very much a positive, you know, leaving a positive place and coming to a positive place. So that's really nice. so good that's awesome and i didn't know that about you paul that you're a musician i know trisha was saying you know i saw on her bio about being part of an opera and singing and that's kind of how she also started with her um salon but so are you do you i'm assuming you play instruments you read music all that stuff oh yeah absolutely my my main instrument actually is classical guitar and uh so that was really interesting because you know in the orchestra you don't really have guitar very much it's it's all mm-hmm. bowed instruments and mm-hmm. uh so i had to do a lot of learning i had to you know i had a really high learning curve when i first started being an orchestra teacher and um i would imagine my first 3 years of classes they they didn't get the greatest string education <laughs> right um, but uh but i learned really quickly i had some wonderful mentors from the opal string quartet that helped me learn incredibly fast and uh so i would say by the by the fourth or fifth year i felt like i was actually a suitable teacher wow paul i'm such a groupie when it comes to musicians just so you know so <laughs> i love that about you so before we get started talking about heart and tail cuz i'm literally always name drop, dropping mountain biz works I want it just from you, a person that actually participated. If you could just give a little plug on how you heard about um, Mountain BizWorks and the experience that you had with the classes and coaches and how you feel like that helped your business. Because I feel like that can help a lot of listeners that are either starting their small business or realizing that maybe a hobby that they have is really becoming a business. And I think a lot of people really don't realize all the great resources that Mountain BizWorks has here in Western North Carolina. Mhm yeah oh my goodness they mountain biz has been absolutely essential um not just for me but also for Trisha we when we were first thinking about opening a salon we really had no idea what we were doing and what we were going to get into but it's something she really wanted to do and so we needed guidance we needed help mm-hmm. we needed information and so she enrolled in the foundations course gosh this must have been 10 or 11 years ago now. Wow. And um and it was a blast and it was so great and like she learned so much about the step by step. This is what you have to do to get started. This is what you need to understand if you're going to make things work. You know, just, and and tons of resources. So so we'd already been to Mountain Biz a long time ago. And mm-hmm. so when I decided, you know what? I need to I want to start my own business. I want to become a professional dungeon master, a professional game master. Um I thought, you know, the the number one place to go is to Mountain Bizworks and mm-hmm. uh, and you know, let them help me figure out if it was even a viable business model because mm-hmm. this is brand new. No one's really, you know, there are a few people who have been able to make a living off of this. Mm-hmm. But in general, this is a very fresh new career type that there's no there's no standard already you know there's right. no this the, we're we're forging new ground here so a lot of what i did with mountain biz was just to see if this could even if it could even work and um so that was really really helpful to me um and also to to be in a class with other beginning entrepreneurs people starting their own businesses yes getting their thoughts and their ideas it was it was amazing in fact i think one of my classmates really really helped me a lot because i was dancing around 
this one issue about whether or not to call myself a dungeon master because it just felt so geeky to do that. <laughs> I think and, it sounds cool. Like, I feel like I'm always a dungeon master. <laughs> and finally, he said, you know what? He said, you know what, Paul? You just got to own it. Just do it. Go for it. And yeah. I was like, you know what? You're right. You're absolutely right. So, so that was wonderful. And, um, and for what it was, I mean, it was super inexpensive. If you're yes. going to have business investments, the foundations course and the financial series, which I took with you, mm-hmm. um, are, are just negligible in cost. I mean, yeah. they're just so easy to get started in. So I really feel like, you know, Mountain Biz is, is beyond worth it. It was, it was what really allowed me to jump into this yes, and, 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 and feel good about it. Awesome. And I'm so glad that you, you know, had that experience. I know I put you on the spot with that, but I haven't heard anybody say anything bad about Mountain Bizverse because like you said, um, they provide so many great resources at a reasonable price. So those listening, I'm just giving a quick plug, Mountain Biz Works with a Z, B-I-Z-Works.org. Check it out. But I want to jump right into um, your business, Heart of the Tail, because just like you said, mm-hmm. this is like a new industry. I know you've done some corporate events. I mean, sky's the Mm -hmm. limit of what you can do, but I know it can be a little intimidating when you're kind of the first. So tell us a little bit about what is Heart of the Tale? How long have you been in business? And um, how did you, with the help of Mountain BizWorks, determine that this is a viable business? Oh, absolutely. Okay. So um, first off, um, Heart of the Tale is basically a professional dungeon mastering or game mastering business and so uh, when you think about tabletop role-playing games basically what you do is you have a group of people that sit around a table and everybody at the table is playing the part of some kind of a fictional hero and um, one of those people at the table has to kind of weave the story and kind of educate the rules and uh, kind of keep the pacing for all the other players. And they basically will set the stage. They'll, they'll tell the players about a scenario, and everyone imagines it in their head. And then once the storyteller or the dungeon master has, has finished describing the scenario, he'll ask them, okay, what do you want to do in that situation? Mm-hmm. And then so that's how the story unfolds. And uh, I've been a a game master, dungeon master slash storyteller for over thirty years. I started in, in middle school. No, this and, was around thirty years ago, Paul. Well, that's that's when I started doing it. Now, the idea for doing it for profit or or for doing it as a career never ever entered my mind. I mean, this is such a a wild experience. I never mm-hmm. in a million years would have thought I could get paid to run Dungeons and Dragons games. Right, and um. So, but about seven or eight years ago, uh, that started to be a thing where people were getting paid to run games. And Mm -hmm. with the way the social media has been and the way that Critical Role, which is a a, uh, a YouTube channel from Geek and Sondry that basically is a whole mess of people sitting around playing D&D. And so with all this, this new social media and all that, the the interest for role-playing games has exploded mm-hmm. and there are tons and tons of people that want to play or want to learn and there's not enough people to run these games. And so people are willing to pay uh, for, for other people to run their games for them. And uh, 
So at first, people were just kind of doing it as a side hustle, sure. making a couple of bucks here and there. Mm-hmm. And then roughly about like five or six years ago, people started to make full-time jobs out of it. Wow. And I remember reading an article about there's a, a lady, I think in Alabama, who was running, teaching kiddos how to play and running games for them and making $10,000 a month. Oh, my gosh. And it was like double my salary as a teacher. <laughs> yeah. <God. laughs> so, so, but I wasn't really sold on it. I was like, yeah, I don't know. And Right. And uh, I just, it, it seemed kind of strange to me to get paid to run D&D games. So I was very reticent. I didn't want to jump right into it. And finally, after about two years of, of hearing about it and doing some research, I finally decided, okay, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and, and just dip my toes in it. And I'm okay. going to go ahead and just try this part-time and see what happens. And that was about four years ago. Okay. And uh, right after I made that decision, like a week after that, we got contacted by a, a group of older guys who wanted somebody to run their games for a modest fee. And uh, I jumped on it and we've been playing for four years now, the same campaign and it's been an absolute blast. And they've been so great to help me on my journey because they have provided support and encouragement and, you know, help in their own ways. Some of them do media. And so they were talking to me about how to do that. One of them is a brand new business owner himself. And so Mm -hmm. we, we would bounce ideas off of each other. And, um, and so for those four years, really great experience with them. And then in the spring of, la- of this year, I decided, you know what? This has been working so well. I, I want to do this more. And I think it's time to jump in with both feet. And, yes. and so I, I talked to my boss and my principals. They were all so surprised. They were like, oh, my gosh, <laughs> you're not going to teach music anymore? And, uh, and I was like, you know what, I really got to try this. I got to see if I can make this work and give it a shot. I'm, I'm kind of chasing my dream. Right. And, um, so in June, when I was done teaching, I jumped in with everything and got my LLC and my business accounts and, and did the financials course and, and, uh, really started to make it a viable business. Wow. That's so cool, Paul. So Paul, I, I totally get what you're saying, like your business model is, but who are your clients and how does it work when they pay you? Is it something where they have to sign up for so many sessions or it could be a one-time thing and who do you market to? Yeah, absolutely. Um, the, the clients and they range in age anywhere from eight years old to 60 years old. I mean, Oh, oh, that's so cute. Huge range. And, you know, instead of an age range, it's, it's really more about what people are wanting to do. And right. some people are longtime gamers and they, they are, you know, they're veterans and they just absolutely love the in-depth, uh, immersive uh, kind of experience that they can get. And some of them are brand new and, you know, like even in their 30s or 40s and they've never played before and they're just like, want to figure it out and check it out. And they just have these amazing experiences starting off. And um, so it's really, it's mainly for those who either are creative minded or want to try something new or adventurous and, um, and, uh, and want to, want to explore it. Um, they, you can definitely do just a one time game. You know, usually they last between three to four hours in length, which sounds like a long time, but right. 
when you actually sit down at the table and do it, it goes by so fast. Wow. And, uh, and it's, it's really, really intense and fascinating. And, um, so, and so some people, they just want to try it out and they just want to do that one time thing. Um, and we will run through an entire story in three to four hours. And so, you know, they can go save the princess and kill the bad guy or, you know, whatever kind of adventure that they want to do and do pirates or do Star Wars. We do all kinds of different stuff. So, um, and then on the other side of it, on the flip side of it, yes, you can have campaigns that run multiple sessions. Mm -hmm. And so like the guys who first hired me, we've been going for four years and it's the same campaign. And so it's this huge, broad, overarching story for their characters as they develop and grow and, and have new adventures and new experiences. So it's really up to what the client is looking for. If they want to just do a one shot and just dip their feet and see how, mm -hmm. how, how it works, that's perfectly fine. That's awesome. And then if they really want something a little more solid, a little bit more over time, then they can do a campaign. And, uh, and so, Paul, with the guys that have been doing this campaign with you for four years, how often do they meet with you? Yeah, well, and that was one of the things, too, is that at first we only met once a month mm -hmm. because, you know, they all have their own lives. They have kids, yeah. they have businesses. And so there was only so much time that they could put in. And uh, so it was our once a month thing uh, on a Sunday. We would just get together and play for like five hours. And then when the pandemic hit, uh, and we're doing the quarantine and all that. We, we transitioned to online and, uh, which is another platform where you can have like virtual tabletops that you can use to do the same games, but you're doing it over, over the internet. And you and, know what, Paul? I didn't realize it, but this whole time I was thinking it was virtual. I wasn't realizing that everybody was in person prior to COVID or that you could still do it that way if you like. So that's nice that you have both options. Yeah, yeah, it, and it really helps. And I think especially as far as being able to reach a wide a wide audience, that's kind of necessary for the business. Um, although I definitely prefer to play at the table in person mm -hmm. with people. You get a better experience. Gotcha. So, but, uh, but yeah, they were doing once a month. And then with COVID, we, we started doing two or three times a month. Mm -hmm. And then now that things have let up a little bit and we're kind of back to in person, now we've gone back to once a month for now. Um, but, you know, there's quite a few of them still that want to do more than, than just once a month. Gotcha. Well, Paul, before we go, we always ask the guests to just give some tips and jewels. And because your industry is such a niche, what is something that you can provide just like a jewel or a nugget for those that are listening that probably didn't realize like, hey, I'm a, you know, game master. I can do this. I didn't realize that this could be a viable business. What advice would you give them that you've learned on your entrepreneurial journey? Certainly. Um, I think the, the first thing for anybody who is thinking about becoming a professional dungeon master is that you have to take it extremely seriously. Um, and you have to realize that it's not just hanging around and eating pizza and beer. Um, <laughs> you know, you, you have to provide an excellent customer experience. Mm -hmm. And so to do that, you know, you have to be at the, you have to really know what you're doing. You have to be very artistically creative um, and you have to self-assess. You have to, you have to kind of go use the mindset of a growth mindset. And no matter how long you've been doing it, no matter how good you think you are, um, you always have to kind of step back and be like, hey, how, what went well and what do I want to improve on? What do I think could do better next time? And how do I make that happen? 
So there's definitely, it's, it's not just kind of a, a wishy-washy kind of, oh, I can just jump in if I want to kind of mm -hmm. thing. Um, if you're, if you're wanting to do it more full time, you, you have to think about it as a business and you have to have, I, for me, I think a standard of excellence mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and do 110% when you do it. So. I'm so glad that you said that because we experience that a lot, a lot of solo entrepreneurs, people that work on their own and, you know, we'll be at the kitchen table. You see me, I'm wearing a robe, you know, and sometimes <laughs> you need to make sure that, okay, this is my business. I'm getting ready. I'm going into my office, you know, like I'm working, I'm providing that professionalism. And I'm glad that you stated that because again, because this is a newer industry, you don't want people to think, oh, this is just a, a bunch of people just hanging out, like you said, playing games. Yes, you're getting, you're, you're role playing, but this is kind of like a fantasy and an escape. And I think yeah. it, it probably has a lot of positives to your mental health. It really does. And there are so many, and you know, I don't think we have enough time on the show to, to go over the immense impact that mm -hmm. role playing can have for people. Um, huge, huge psychological benefits. And, um, but, uh, but it's, it's, yeah, like you said, it's something where, you know, if you just want to do it part time or something as a side gig, then great. That's wonderful. And you can do that. But I think if you wanted to really jump into it full tilt, you just have to have a, a that, that, that understanding that you need to, to put in the work and the time to do that. Absolutely. Well, Paul, just like that, we are already to the end of the show. And I know this is your first time on radio and you're a natural. Thank <laughs> so thank, thank you. you for coming on. But please plug your social media, how people can get in contact with you if they want to have a team building event, a corporate event, friends, individuals, like you said, anybody from eight and up um, is welcome to use mm -hmm. your services. So please tell us how we can support you. Yeah, certainly. Um, I have been building my social media. Uh, my website is heartofthetail.com. And I was really excited when I was able to get that domain. Uh, you can also find me on Facebook and Instagram as well at Heart of the Tail. And uh, you can also email me at heartofthetail at gmail.com. And it's heart, H-E-A-R-T, like your pumping heart. Right, yeah. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Yeah, H-E-A-R-T. Uh, of the and then tail is t-a-l-e some people thought it was tail like t-a-i-l no oh. it's like story you know tail is story so T -A -L -E. I, they, well you know again paul it's been a pleasure working with you you barely need my services you're awesome when it comes to your accounting and you're just very engaged in the class and i'm so glad that i met you and your beautiful wife and i just wish you the best of luck and i know we'll be in touch soon because we're getting to the end of the year so we need to review um your financials but again thank you for taking this leap into this amazing um emerging new um business because i think it's amazing thank you thank you so much for having me on the show it's definitely an honor this is my first time on radio and uh, i really appreciate it thank you so much yeah. Absolutely. And I want to thank all the listeners for tuning in. And please come back next week, same time, same place, 4.30 p.m. on Fridays. And you can stay connected to all things Biz Radio Asheville by going to our website, bizradioashville.com. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you just heard, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and be sure to visit bizradio.us to find hundreds of other engaging conversations, local events, and more.